When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. Are you well? I'm well. I'm really good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little yeah. bit low. A little bit low at the moment. Really? Yeah. And Oliver Scott is here. How are you, Ollie? <laughs> I'm I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm fine. Very well. Very well. How are you? How are you both? Been up to anything interesting recently? <laughs> Oh, well, do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sitting in the rain. We went to the foot. We went to the football last night. We went to watch Arsenal play. The Arsenal. We went to watch. Yeah. Uh, well, when we got there, it was a pale imitation, not just of a football event, but but of the Arsenal. It was almost as if the Arsenal weren't there and they'd been replaced by some people who had never been introduced. <laughs> Or met one another, um, yeah. But it's difficult to say what to begin with, really, Oliver. We we in an enormous stadium, as you know, absolutely huge place, oh, yes, tens yeah. of thousands of seats, and they sat us, me and Keith, uh, in uh, row five by the corner flag, in actually in the rain, <laughs> and they, and you're not allowed. So we sat with the worst view I've ever had. If someone was taking a corner, you couldn't see any other player, just Willian's arse. It was a marvellous arse, but that is all you could see. I had to wear a mask and glasses, so my glasses were just steamed oh. up for the whole match, or they had rain on, so I had to take them off. So then when they went down the other end, I had no idea what was happening. I didn't find out that Aubameyang scored their own goal until 12 hours later. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> Why couldn't we go upstairs? Why do we have to sit in the wet? I was actually, actually in the rain. And they sat us all people... over the opposite side of the ground, I'm sure, so that no one could tell Arteta what they thought of him. Because things are starting to go awry, as you might have noticed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the honeymoon yeah, you didn't period is very much over. And people have noticed that, <laughs> hang on a minute, this is shit. Yeah. You always you always know things are bad when people who, who know you support Arsenal but aren't otherwise at all interested in talking about football start saying stuff to you. Yes. Well, well, they don't even start saying stuff. What's happening to me is people are coming up to me and they're just going... Hey, oh, you're not... He goes, oh, you know, I would... I would... I mean, I should feel sorry for you, but I don't. I just don't. <laughs> So today, he didn't have that voice. He was a Mancunian. I'm not going to bother trying to do a Manc accent, ripping the piss out of myself. But, but, no, nor should you. But let's be fair. The whole experience. Let's, we, there's a prelude yeah. to this. So going into the sta- going into the stage, you, okay, you've got to have the uh, temperature checked. Get that. Then you go through like now it gets spooky because they've got canopies now over the thoroughfares. So you've got all these people who are wearing basically as max suits you go through <laughs> then you've got to take all the contents of your 
pockets out and put them in a tray like you would at an airport. Security. Keith, Keith is like Peter's pockets. It's got a fishing tackle coming out. And I honestly thought there was going to be a bow and arrow. He's filling up this little plastic tray. I thought, yeah, if this was Terminal 5, there'd be, you'd be surrounded by machine guns. <laughs> what else is he going to pull out? It's like Mary Poppins. What else is coming out of Keith's pockets? So, so then, all the string that he wanted to send to Ivan Gazidis all those years ago, he's still got that in there. <laughs> but the first thing that happened, we, we came from Drayton Park and we wanted to go over the bridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you're not allowed over the bridge. What? You've got to walk right. all the way down to nearly to Arsenal Tube and go over the other bridge. Oh, Why have we God. got to do that? Why can't we come in the ground? There's five five stewards and fences. It was in your email, he goes. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't recall. So we went, well, I walk another half mile and then go, go for all the security check. Then, then Keith takes about, about half an hour, fill his pockets back up and <laughs> put his special <laughs> harness on and his truss. <laughs> Closer to the his Cuban, Cuban heels and his... <laughs> How he knows. It's got inside his hat, he's got a little metallic plate that he has. <laughs> oh, it's for, it's, he says it's for radiation. Anyway, then we have to go in, get in the ground. And, we, and then uh, Stoney and Alexander were with us and they were in another block, so they've had to leg it. And we get yeah. in the ground and we walk down the front and our seats are soaking wet. And over the seats in front, there's all these plastic co- coverings of they've formed a little lake in them. So if you touch the seat in front, yeah. you get drenched. And I fucking, why do we have to be in the rain? Look at this place. You can't oh. go up the back. You can't, oh no, you've got to stay exactly there. You've got to be distanced from that. And the bloke in front was standing up. He wouldn't sit down. He had the ump right from the off. Oh, it was absolutely horrible. And then after the game, Arteta's going on until the sending off, we had it under control. What are you talking about? Mm. Absolutely nothing happened in the first half. I felt like running on and getting a coat for Nick Pope because he looked cold. And, and, and the fact that they should have been all right, they should have been 1 0 up. They could have been 1 0 up, Burnley already, you know. At yeah, at our end, that was the best moment in the game for us. Was mm. uh, We had a couple of shots second half that Pope say. But yeah, Wood, Wood of all people, Mr. Sitter from six yards, we should have been behind us. Yeah, time. yeah, that was that was lucky. And what was what was the atmosphere like, kind of from the off? Was it quiet? quiet. Was it quite cheery? Mm. No, no. It, it was no. cold, and dark, wet, and quiet. And straight from the get-go, the team aren't functioning at all. And you can see it. The, the truth of it is, I think really, I know how we felt because we were sitting at because we had a little pre-match meal, didn't we? we had a socially distanced oh, nice. dining yeah. outdoors in the, one of our regular haunts down the Hybrid Corner. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and then we, as, then we said, but now we've got to go to the game. Why don't we just stay? <laughs> how many times have we said it? Oh, Let's just stay here. We it? Yeah. <laughs> stay here for but God's actually- sake. <laughs> Though compared to what compared to what was served up last night, I think we've missed. Yeah, you've missed some. We would have missed some all right games. But, but we got the yeah. we got the team news. You know, of course, everyone's got their phones. And, oh, we found yeah. out the team news, and he's picked the same team. Now, I don't know. We had a, Oliver. You brought this up years ago when Arsene Wenger was. You know, towards the end, in the end game, when we were yeah. falling short in the same way. And it, and, it, and it was the definition of madness, right? To keep doing the same oh, yeah. thing over and over, expecting hmm. a different outcome. I couldn't. I, what manager in this run of form, with points being dropped everywhere, with no goals going in, with an obvious lack of 
confidence doesn't try and freshen up the side by changing two or three, giving a couple a break who aren't playing well, bench them, get, let them get someone else have a go, especially when you've got a thriving Europa League team banging in goals every Thursday. What manager doesn't freshen it up and change two or three? He played the same 11 bar parte who was injured. I was absolutely, so I was on the way to the ground just thinking, oh no, that's a terrible idea, picking the same team. It's a terrible idea. Burnley are going to fancy this. Oh, no, I think we're going to lose. And, Alan, as you pointed out, what about the programme notes from Arteta? Uh, what does he say? Bigging up the Burnley team. Oh, I mean, well, this is, this was... <laughs> this is just... Reading these out in the pub was the absolute highlight, <laughs> highlight of the evening. <laughs> Mikel Arteta, uh, who, who previously... Uh, when he was working for Pep Guardiola, one of his responsibilities was to provide an assessment of the opposition. So it, so you get an mm. email from the club to you, a season ticket holder, the club's own email with Arteta's thoughts on Burnley. Burnley are a really organised team. I'm not going to do his voice. Burnley are a really <laughs> organised team. They are a constant threat because they are really direct. But they play that game really, really well. They manage their first, second and third phases really well. No idea what that means. The way they attack the box, set pieces are key against them as well. They are difficult to break down. They've been working together with the same manager for a long time. They know each other really well. They are disciplined. They have a good spirit and character among the team. They are always ready to fight and make it difficult for you. That's, that's our own manager to our fans about a team yeah. who've won one game all season, have lost the last nine times they played Arsenal away, cannot score a goal for love nor money, even worse than us. That's how he talks about it. But what, what sort of message is that sending out? Oh, we were saying, imagine then Sean Dyche going, here, lads, look at this. They are absolutely <laughs> shitting themselves. Let me read to you what that little Spanish twat has said to their own fans. They are shitting themselves, lads. Go out there, give no quarter, take no prisoners. The points are ours. Oh, I mean, it's it's just I just still don't I don't understand it. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it, all I'm all you can assume, and I think you know most people probably believe the same thing. You know that the manager sort of gives the has a set of instructions or like a way you know, a way of playing and, and the current players just can't activate it. You know, they just can't understand it or they can't activate that way of playing consistently. But the opposition can because the opposition know what's, know what's going to happen. And it's a bit like, you know, if you're playing Liverpool now or, you know, when we saw Barcelona beat us like 10 years ago and, you know, you know what they're going to do, mm. but you just can't get near them. You know, <laughs> you can have all the, you can have all the, all the plans in, in the world, but you still bloody, you know, struggle to stop them. But, but if our tech you know, is giving this kind of, you know, email out, if that's what he's saying about Burnley, what is he saying to the players? I mean, God, my God, can you imagine if he was a general? He'd go, most of you are going to die. In fact, I'd say 99%. You're not going to come back. I mean, if he's got, if he's so big enough Burnley, making him sound like Real Madrid, Mike, thank God he wasn't at D-Day and he wasn't Eisenhower. Nobody would have gone. I mean, it's just... He, what is he saying to the, our players? Well, you know what I, I thought about today? It, it, it very sad. We're recording this, this on Monday evening, the day after the Burnley game. There's a very sad news today that Gerard Houllier uh, has, has passed away and, and condolences to his family. And a, a great, great friend of Arsene Wenger, of course. And um, 
someone we saw many, many times at the Arsenal. But Chris Kirkland, who was a goalkeeper who played for Julio, talked about him. He was a special man. It wasn't just about football. It was about a human being too. When you were talking to him, he made you feel a million dollars. He changed the dynamics at Liverpool. His team talks were so special, especially when you needed to get a result in the Champions League or a big Premier League game. He had you on the edge of your seat, listening to every word. He was so calm. Some managers rant and rave, but he used to take a couple of minutes to compose himself. As soon as he came in, the dressing room went quiet and everyone was hanging on to his words. If you were losing, he would say he backed you and told you to trust each other. You had to be there to appreciate how special his team talks were. And nine times out of ten, they were. I thought that was the most amazing mm-hmm. tribute from Chris mm-hmm. Kirkland there about Gerard Houllier, and really fascinating in this. Yeah. In, in, as we're thinking about, as we're watching our young manager desperately struggling with the responsibilities and the complexities of the role, uh, uh, above all, it seemed to be an ability to get people to trust you and believe in you and go the extra mile for you and somehow want to do something for you, that they, they feel like they need to do it, that they didn't... Like, if you remember having a good teacher at school that you liked and yeah. you hadn't done the homework, you felt bad because you didn't want them to not like you. It is about being a teacher as much as anything else. And and that feeling and this this idea, this problem now that that Mikel Arteta is having where you feel like he's losing people around the dressing room and he's falling out with people or he's making enemies. And then this absolute humiliation, as I see it this week, where, where he said that he will, he supposedly has said that he will destroy the person who leaked the story of Danny Ceballos and David oh. Luiz having a spat. Mm. So then... Him saying that he's going to destroy that person leaks. I mean, that is taking the piss. That really is yeah. taking the piss. I May Destroy You was an excellent television series. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it or not. But really, you know, and of course yeah. it turns out that the players talk to their agents. The agents are always talking to journalists because journalists are always looking for a sniff of a transfer story. And these conversations are going on all the time and nothing stays on the training ground, really. It, you know... Well, it could be anyone. I feel like it's something he's got to find a way to get their trust back because they don't seem Mm. to be pulling the same way. But I'm seeing after I've seen every uh, post-match interview, and I'm seeing a guy who seems to be getting ground down every after every defeat, and he seems to be losing the plot. I mean, listen, up until up until Granite Xhaka got sent off. We were looking yeah. reasonable, right? Reasonably <laughs> getting back, clawing away. I say we had made a couple of chances, <laughs> yeah. haven't we? We think we might actually see a goal here. And yeah, then, no. <laughs> for the first time in living history, someone from Switzerland, since William Tell, decided to get hot-headed. I mean, what was he thinking? <laughs> what was he thinking? Not only does he bring the guy down, he somehow then gets irate because the guy happened to be a little bit miffed for being no, badly it wasn't. tackled. But the thing was, the guy he grabbed around the throat wasn't yeah. the, the guy he kicked. It was the guy who came over to try and be the peacemaker. <laughs> and he grabbed him by the throat. The thing about Jacker, the one of the many things about Jacker that drive mm. me mad, is that I don't believe for a second that if he saw that guy in the car park and it was just the two of them, he'd get him by the throat. Mm. I just feel like it's all posturing. It's all a show. Yeah. Definitely he knows he's going to get pulled apart. He knows he can't. it's not going to be an actual fight. <clears throat> it's just part of his... I don't know. He puts on a performance somehow that isn't to yeah. do with succeeding as a football player. And I honestly thought he should never have been picked for this game. 
I couldn't understand why he was. And now the, the only silver lining is his three-game ban. He can go and sit out for a bit. <laughs> he needs a break. He's gone yeah. back to where he was a year ago. Yeah, it's regressed, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, it... And El Nenny uh, should have been sent off. What was he thinking? Do you remember when we got a point deducted for the mass brawl up at Manchester United and then on the club uh, video you see George Graham get all the players together and he said, Two Listen, points, wasn't it? Was it two points? Oh, yeah, I think they got one and we got two, oh, I think, we got remember. Two. And he got oh, I was very annoyed to... about that. Hey, it was. But we got the team together and said, listen, you can't do this, but you've got to be more controlled. Now, after Pepe, surely Arteta says to our players, listen, you can't do it. There's 150 cameras around the stadium. You can't grab someone by the throat. You can't headbutt them. And what do we, we do mm. a couple of weeks later? Grab a bloke by the throat and push a guy down in the penalty box. I mean, it's stupid. It is. I was going to say. I mean, I guess. I guess. I. You know. The. The. The only good thing about these suspensions, though, is that he. At least maybe he's now actually got to do something new. You know, and it, it is a good mm. excuse for him to say, well, you know, the the fulcrum of my midfield's gone, so you know, I'm going to have to play like the Europa League team, or or you know, who I was thinking of the other week when when I was watching us go through this tedious, repetitious like nonsense was what? Who, do you know who I think we really need need to come back? And I checked, and he's a free agent right now. Your friend of mine, Yaya Sonogo. Yeah, the yeah. old like the old the old total chaos the old option B <laughs> the, chaos, the, old, <laughs> the old bung him in bung him played in. a big part of winning the FA Cup in 2014 oh, I remember did he not just and I think he even brought him on against like Bayern Munich or something and straight away everything's in the box it's all gone it's all gone totally crazy and and yeah I mean it's it's just it's just so frustrating isn't it and it's it you know I mean I, I listened to the you guys you know saying the same thing on the last couple of podcasts after the disastrous defeat we've we've, we've had and you know it's it, as I say it's just like if we know we can see they're struggling and the teams we're playing know we're really struggling and it's almost like because this is like you know because this is this is Arteta's system you know, maybe he, 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 you know, he can't change it. It's his system. It's his methods. You know, he can't change. He won't change because that's all he's got. You know, he's, he's obviously instilled well, this he's belief in He's made this them. move to a back four, hasn't he? And I don't know why. The interesting thing about, 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 uh, about? Jacker getting sent off was everyone waited to hear what Arteta was going to say about the sending off post-match. Mm after he really threw Pepe under the bus the other week, saying he yeah, let the yeah. side down. And he noticeably did not say that about Xhaka. And, and it was an opportunity then to say, a couple of weeks ago, Nicholas Pepe got sent off at Leeds, and I was hard mm. on him after the game, and I regret it. Because yeah. now Granite Jack has done the same, and I don't want to throw him under the bus. I don't. He's my player, and I want to back him. I want to back the lads. I know they desperately want to do well. They're perhaps they're nervous, mm. perhaps they're anxious. They're getting into the sort of tussle that you don't get into when you're confident and playing well. You can just laugh well, it yeah, off, yeah. and and he could have yeah. found a way of talking about and backing them. But he, the, we are watching him really struggling with the role, which just really mm. is the, the yeah. difficulties in the, of being the manager. And this the thing is that the cup run kind of threw a bit of a cloak over the league form mm. because when we came back in June, at the end of last season, and we played 10 games, we won five and lost four. We were mid-table form, 16 points from 10. And now we've mm. got 13 points from 12. We've won four and lost seven. It's only a little bit worse, mm. actually. A couple more defeats in the last week that have tipped it. We were in this kind of form. Already yeah. from June, yeah, and, oh, and yeah. we had those those fantastic wins in the cup where we had you know the low block, pinch it on the break mm. wins, and Aubameyang was absolutely superb, and we got and we won those two games. But really, 
It hasn't really been working for a while. Six months. Yeah. Well, we had a world-class goal, goal scorer who was papering over the cracks, you know, and, and I yeah. think we all knew, you know, we all knew that yeah. and we all knew that his, his luck was, you know, something was going to turn. He was going to get injured or, um, you know, just hit, hit, a, hit an awful dry run of form like he's, like he's in right now. And, and yeah, I mean, the paucity of anybody else, you know, who can score any of those goals, which is why it's so frustrating that you're not seeing Joe Willock you know, or even even. Or you know, we were Eddie we Nick. were talking about Balogun and and yeah, and Ketia, Christ, I'd love to. Both I'd of whom scored Ketia on Thursday, and I thought yeah, Balogun brilliant. especially the goal against he got against Dundalk. He came in from the right. Pepe brilliant. passed the ball to him. There was space on that side of the box, and the, like all the good strikers, they just appear mm. to be in the space, don't they? Who turns up in this? Where's there space in the penalty area? Who turns up? The lethal striker, always. They just have a knack mm. for it. And there he was in space, screaming for the ball. When it came to him, at first glance, I thought it was Ainsley Maitland-Niles because he'd been playing on that left-hand side, coming in on mm. his right foot. And I thought, oh, here's a chance for Ainsley. And then I thought, holy smoke, he's taken that well. Nice one. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's Balogun. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. This guy yes. is, has got everything. He's got strength. Pace, clinical finishing, an awareness of space, an ability to set people up. He's 19 years old. His contract expires soon. He should have been on the bench. Keith said it a yeah. couple of days before. He sh- I want that kid on the bench and in Ketia. We are not scoring any goals. You need two strikers mm. on the bench. You've got to shake it up. And the thing is, yeah. you can introduce these youngsters out. There's never been a better time. There's not 60,000 people in the stadium. There won't be any anyone in there Wednesday night. Lucky sods. And the thing is, you know, this is, you know, you'd say in the past, if it was 60, oh, no, I'd love to throw the kids in, but they're young, they don't want to be under pressure, it's too soon for them. Well, there's no one in the stadium. This is the ideal moment to blood these guys. And there'd certainly be a, listen, what have you got to lose? Because the ones you're putting out there at the moment are not doing it for you. I mean, expectations couldn't be lower, you know. And if they yeah. come in and and they and they, you know, they do all right, it's like, well, yeah. but if they come in and, and you know we win the game, it's like their confidence will be sky high. Maybe it will build it will build back some of the competitiveness in the squad. But I don't That's know. I mean, I, exactly. I, exactly. I know. I know. There's there's obviously loads loads. You know, it's Arteta is is the manager, but it just feels like there's so much else going wrong. And and yeah. I don't know if you saw. Um, uh, Prime Minister's question time <laughs> questions a couple of weeks ago, where where um, Starmer was going through the the ministerial code and all the times that the, the Conservatives oh, have broken it. But yes, but I, I heard looked. About that. It reminded it reminded me of this, and and I and so I've I've looked up uh, the uh, the five uh, basically the five ministerial codes, and, and we can go through them now. So I have them on this bit of paper. <laughs> so do. number one, number one, Alan and Keith, yeah. no leaking. Right. <laughs> no yeah. yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, that's yeah, going that's, well for the government, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The next, yeah, exactly, and and indeed Arsenal. Yes. Uh, no, no breach of collective responsibility. <laughs> oh, that's us. Yeah. You sure he was talking about the government, Starmer? <laughs> like I think he's right? an Arsenal fan, Keir Starmer. <laughs> yeah. He, well, yeah. Though he lives in Camden, not Islington. He's making clear that. Um, no, this one's quite good. Um, no misuse of will change taxpayer to Arsenal's money. Ah, that's very <laughs> um, good. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure yeah. we should. Uh, yeah, I know it's the Cronkers' money. Um, this one's good. No actual or perceived conflicts of interest. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> finally, <laughs> one of them, one of them's got a permanent seat in the director's box. <laughs> 
and last we, we, least, which he could not get into when Arsene Wenger was there. <laughs> yeah, too. Right. Uh, no, no bullying and no harassment. And you know, it certainly seems we're being bullied and harassed by the opposition. I know I've seen <laughs> from what I've seen, but you know, I mean, terrible, all terrible signs that something is, you know, that's, that, that things are going sort of massively well. Wrong, it feels say. like there's a stink there, right? Doesn't it? Because yeah. first of all, you've left out Socrates and Urzel, who are big characters. One because he's a big, loud centre back, and the other one because yep. he's the best player at the club. And you and but they're still there at mm. London Colney all the time. Mm. And then the, once you say, I'm going to destroy the person who leaks things, the leaks never mm. stop coming. Then the next leak is that Louise isn't talking to Arteta. Half the, yeah. half the dressing room are furious about the way Pepe's been treated. Pepe in Arteta's head is, is an Emery signing. Then you hear yeah. that it, Saliba is thought of as an Emery signing, not our player. And then you've got this, this message is coming from the club of real discontent and conflict yeah. after one year in the job. It's really looking like three or four years ago, we'd have been long into the David Moyes game by this point. Oh, in the, in gotcha. the podcast. Well, this, this, this you is... know, and by the way, West Ham are fifth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is what worries me with the people at the top because when there was an opportunity, when we was looking at managers, what was the first thing Leicester did when they thought, oh my God, Brendan Rodgers will extend his contract? And they acted decisively to make sure that no one could go sniffing around Brendan Rodgers. So by the time we was making up our mind, we couldn't go for him. You know, people are saying, go for Allegri, go for this guy. But I will, will we spend the money? Because we're always trying to do something on the cheap and it's costing us more money. Last night we're outside the pub. <laughs> There we go. Arsenal have got all their eggs in in the Arteta basket. They've got all the eggs in one basket. And, and Ian goes, maybe we should change the basket. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, we, me and Keith go, I think that might be, I think we found the title for tomorrow's podcast. I was going to say, about, yeah, sums no, it up. No that was doubt, half past no five. Uh, long before, <laughs> long before kickoff. Okay, uh, listen up. Uh, it's almost a new year, which means uh, new balls, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with our, our sponsor, Manscaped, yeah. the uh, best in men's below the waist grooming, offering precision engineered to- tools. Groom those balls. Oh, see what they've done there? They've used the word tool and it's distracted me. <laughs> Um, they're here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their perfect package it's fair to say it has been a grim year but the perfect package 3.0 you can come out of quarantine with clean balls Mm. thanks to the lawnmower 3.0 I'm sorry for (laughs) continually saying that Uh, it's it's also you can uh, freshen up with a crop preserver an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturiser um You'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. <laughs> really? So I can imagine all the first team squads spraying spray the bollocks after training. Splash it all over. And uh, Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TUESDAY at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with TUESDAY at manscaped.com. Com, happy New Year to your balls. <laughs> I read an interview uh, um, um, in the Observer with with Kyle Walker Peters. You know the ex Tottenham fullback who went on loan yeah, to Southampton. Yeah, I saw. And that. he's doing. He's, they're all playing terribly well at Southampton. Right? They're flying along. 
Theo Walcott looks sensational playing for mm. Southampton. <laughs> he seems to have him a little bit deeper. He's picking the ball up, making runs directly at defenders, causing chaos. He looks fit and strong and healthy and enjoying himself. And this guy, Walker Peters, said, uh, they said, what's uh, Hassan all like? I can't even say his name. Uh, he said, he goes, oh, he's funny. He's quite funny. I mean, he's very serious on a match day, you know, he's very... But around the tra- changing room and the training, he's, he's quite a good laugh because he looks so... He's a big... He looks like a heavyweight boxer and a great yeah, big yeah. powerful-looking yeah. man who yeah, looks yeah. a bit intimidating. And then, that's what you used to hear about Arsene Wenger. Oh, he's, he's funny. I mean, he's funny even mm. if he just trips over something. He's funny. Bobby Robson liked to laugh. Jurgen Klopp never stops laughing. There's something to let the pressure out. There's some yeah. sense of a... The intensity of it, and Arteta made it a sort of defining characteristic of how how he was going to approach management was going to be in charge, total control. You do what the manager says. Anyone who disagrees with me, out the door. Real Fergie stuff. And this Fergie learned, didn't he, that the modern players don't respond to that. They just don't respond to it. Their heads go down, the effort levels go down, and you find that you're not getting anything out of them. And that seems mm. to be where we are. Aubameyang, just the way the own goal went in, it mm. was what sort of an effort of that was was to to defend the near post. He couldn't get a full header on it, but he didn't try and flick it up or away. He sort of turned his head, uncertain what to do, and ended up deflecting it in the net. It's a disastrous attempt at defending the near post. You've got to let somehow that's got to hit your. You've got to lift your head up as high as you can. It's got to glance off the top and fly out for a throw-in. It's got to go away. Everything he does at the moment, it looks like he's not sure what to do. It's heartbreaking because when, he's, when he clicks, he's lethal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you sort of struggle to think, you know, if, if it's going to get to the point where they think the only, and, you know, any, any few, a few more games, you know, drifting down, you know, down the table, 17th, suddenly, you know, then it is going to be DEFCON 1, isn't it? You know, something's got to give. And you do look at that team and you just think, they're crying out for, for you know, something. You know, is it is it going to be the kid, you know, the, the Europa League team or the kids sort of winning some scrappy game? Or or is it is the only thing that's going to galvanise them to the proverbial new manager bounce or or something? Listen, if he, if he was sacked or, or he, let's say, decided to leave, we haven't, even got leave a care, we haven't even got a caretaker. You know, like Alan it'd said... Be Steve, it'd be Steve Bold, wouldn't it? It'd be Steve Bold. It? Yeah. Yeah. Or we'd get our send back till May. Oh, that's uh, my option. Uh, <laughs> he's looking good enough. again. I'll send my last for a three-year deal. <laughs> 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 I, I will come and I win your opening. Uh, but it's, it's heartbreaking it. to be in the David Moyes game because we wanted him to do well, but we feel oh, so, so like the end game, what, what we're watching. It's absolutely essential they don't lose to Southampton. And then they've got to yeah. follow that up by going to Everton. And then they've got to follow that up with a match against... Chelsea. Oh God! And it, these fixtures are suddenly looking extremely difficult. You could lose, We're losing you could lose several teams who are well below those teams in the league. Yeah. So well, we have to get our act together and not get results in these three games. Well, Alan, you said it the, the other night. I mean, because where we were sitting, you could. But we're trying to play it out from the back, literally. And but Leno would kick it to hold it. And you could see the fear on his face. And Burnley players were mm. tight. So he would quickly pass it back to Leno. Leno would pass it back to either Bellerin. And the 
They're terrified of receiving the ball. You could see the fear. Mm. They're not happy playing that They don't system. want to do it. They don't trust. Leno seems to take a fraction longer mm. over it. Because we were down by this corner flag. We got yeah, some close-up yeah. views of Arsenal's goal kick technique. There was one point where we were quite high up the pitch in their half. And for whatever reason, the ball came flying down our end. Maybe one of theirs had gone for a long pass that had bounced out. So it's our goal kick. But all our players are up in their half. So you're thinking Leno's is going to drop that in there. But no, they all came all the way back to him. The two centre-backs came all the way back to the byline. They all came back to help him. Now, we could, it's all right, we'll start passing it from here. But you're 50 yards up there. Stay up there. I'll kick it up yeah. to you. And this is not the moment to go into, we have to do this rehearsed thing that we always do for goal kicks. We're not allowed to think for Leno to shout, don't come back, stay the fuck up there. Stay up. I'm, I'm going to launch it. You better fight for it. You know, this, no, mm. no. We, we always go kick work. We've all got our positions. We've all got to. So some of them had to run 40 or 50 yards back, quite tired in a pouring rain on a wet pitch and stand and receive a pass in their own area that they just do not want. And then Burnley think, hang on a minute. We were penned in our own half. Now we can pen them in their penalty area. Why are you mm. doing this? It's a, it's a complete nonsense. You have to have some flexibility, some common sense to change what isn't working anyway, especially when all the players on the pitch are in the wrong place for it. You will tear your hair out. And when the goal mm. went in, I felt, I just felt sad. I thought, oh, yeah. no. This is, oh. I thought we were going to lose this, and we are losing to Burnley. We are, we are losing to Burnley. It's one thing to get done up Turf Moor. That can happen, right? Yes. That, especially oh, yeah. when they've got a crowd in and they're in, you know, one or two of their better players are playing well. But usually we go up there and stuff them, don't we? How would you? I mean, what, what's quite what's quite interesting though is you know you you look at um you look at say like the way Tottenham are playing, you know where you you've basically got a. You know, you've got a really, you've got an equally simple sort of plan, which is basically just defend, 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 then give it to your two shit hot players. <laughs> yes. And it's like, it's like, what, what is it that that Mourinho? What is it? Is it the belief that Mourinho has been able to instill in those teams? Is it is his trainings better? You know, because they've got a really simple game plan, and it did well, feel it, it, when it feels like the X factor of the really good manager, doesn't it? If somehow is able. To pull a group together, get them all going in the same direction, and he comes in in a, with a totally different aura about him. Mm. He's not a f- former teammate of, of Meza Erzl, a slightly lesser mm. former teammate whose job it used to be was to get hold of the ball and give it to Meza Erzl as quickly as possible, or Santi <laughs> Gazzola, and then go and take yeah. up a defensive position and get, keep out of the way. His job yeah. used to be to serve Meza. That was his yeah. job. It's now, when Mourinho so. turns up, he comes with laden with European Cups yeah. and Serie A titles and Premiership titles and FA Cups and League Cups and Copperdale Rays. And <laughs> really, I mean, he just needs to put a suitcase down with his medals in and say, right, see these? I can get Boom. you some of these if you do what I say. I mean, you, and there is something about him. I did a little interview with him once. Oh. He has got a <laughs> sense of humour. He has yeah. got, he is a, you know, you know what he's like. He's snidey mm. and sarcastic. And 
but he, he's just got it's got the X factor of a good manager, mm. the, the way to communicate, the way he went. I'm just famously, didn't he famously have a conversation with Frank Lampard in the shower when they were both stock naked or something, <laughs> telling him that you're going to be oh, the best so. midfield, the best midfield player in the world, <laughs> and made him feel like, as as Chris Kirkland was saying about Gerard Julio, made him feel mm. like a million dollars. And he wasn't far off mm. in his playing no. career. When you look at his numbers, not many midfield no. players in the world can compare. Certainly, none of, none of ours. But I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe what's happened. I mean, that, that's an interesting. Um, that's an interesting analogy, isn't it? And maybe the players have seen through. You know, have have seen this this sort of this this lack of you know the lack of experience and. Yeah, I mean, I I was so I was so 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 pro Arteta. I was really excited. Well, you, you know, were. I would, I, would have, oh. I was excited about him coming in when they you know when um, when they brought Emery in, just because it would have been such a such a sort of bit of different like a big punctuation. One of my kids had a supply teacher for a week a while ago. My daughter, I think it was, had a supply teacher. She said, "Oh, it's a supply teacher," and the reason that she didn't want the supply teacher. It's not because there's anything wrong with a supply teacher. It's just because the class generally, particularly the ones who are less motivated to listen or do any work or <laughs> are really just waiting for playtime, <laughs> they start to act up a little bit. It's just a bit of low-level disruption. Yeah. There's less concentration. Yeah. It's harder to hear. They get less done. It's that feeling. That's the feeling I have in, around the place. That it's just something's mm. not right and it's growing. And even though he's turfed out Guendouzi and tried to banish Urzel, they somehow or other, and I don't know what role his two coaches play, Steve Round and the other one, his name I can't pronounce, but somehow or other they've got to. They've had a clear the air meeting now, haven't they? <laughs> How many, clear, how, many even worse. how many clear the air meetings do they have each week? Tomorrow, a clear the air meeting, followed by the next day, another clear the air meeting to clear the air from the previous meeting. How dirty is the air? Must be a smog warning. <laughs> but he's picked too many arguments with people, hasn't he? I mean, listen, you have a falling out with Ozil, Fira, then he had one with uh, Gwen Doozy. Now, you know, Pepe, he's he threw under a bus. Saliba, he's pissed off. I mean, listen, we're running out of players for him to have a moody with. I mean, this clearly isn't helping. But yeah, it, I don't know what I, I don't know what the answer is, and because it doesn't really feel well. It's which way do you look at it? There's a transfer window coming up. He did a couple of good bits of business in the last window mm, in Gabriel yeah, no and, and Partey. Um, the brilliant Willian in isn't looking so clever now. But then you can hardly yeah. point the finger at him when no one's playing well. He's obviously yeah. talented, but it's, it's a disaster, the side, isn't it? So we don't know yet. The jury's out on that. But if he brings in a couple of players or they've got their eye on a couple of players in the January window and he can move people out on loan or something or change it, this is the moment when you really do have to decide, are we going to give Arteta this window yes. or are we going to throw a lot of money at a manager? And who is there? If we're going to play the David Boys game, mm. who is, are we really going to pay Pochettino ten million a year? And is he even going to come to Arsenal? Having yeah. he's still being paid by Tottenham Hotspur at the moment, right? Pochettino. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, is Allegri really going to? Uh, they're waiting for Real Madrid. They're waiting for Manchester United. They're not waiting for Arsenal, fifteenth in the Premier League, no. with a with a kind of mismatch squad and perhaps not money to spend. So. Perhaps loyalty is the only policy at the moment. 
Well, yeah. I mean, we're not we're not a top six team anymore, are we? I mean, how long how long is this pretense gonna yeah. gonna continue? Well, you know, I mean, it's... in the year of Arteta, that's come about, hasn't it? That we it, it it really has. You know, I mean, it's just lucky we're in London, that cosmopolitan city where you can go out, have this amazing time. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> all those restaurants. <laughs> It did make me laugh watching them at the ballsing up goal kick after goal kick after goal <laughs> kick, and they really do. They all well, they look like they were doing was socially distancing. Like, like Gabriel's got to stand here, then Leno's got to stand a distance, and then Holdy's got to stand a distance. Then Jack has got to run fifty yards. I mean, really, there were points where I nearly exploded with rage when Leno <laughs> knocks it into Jacka, and Jacka passed it back to him. It's yeah. an unbelievable oh. pass. And the thing is, it's a, it's a cold, wet, rainy night. You think it was just oh. one divot away from scoring, you know, from the ball going directly to a Burnley player. I mean, we nearly knocked it in ourselves at one point, and he just think. Mm. There was a funny moment where Robbie Brady, um, the Burnley player, got in. We didn't see it. It got into some fracas with Bukayo Saka. Oh yeah. And oh, um, yeah. right, and Bakaya Saka was really hacked off about it, and there was a bit of argy bargy, and and uh, the ref came to the linesman, who was the linesman, quite a sort of overweight middle aged bloke, to do him well to get up and down the line, frankly, and said <laughs> what happened, and he told him what happened, and he and the guy went over and he booked Brady, and that was the end of that. But then, so the linesman standing quite close to us, and then Brady turns to him and goes, "Lano, Lano." You couldn't shut up, could you? <laughs> 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 That's really funny. <laughs> Just really. That sounds really like the really. highlight of the highlight of the game. Pretty much <laughs> was really. Yeah. I think he might say, "Couldn't you shut your mouth." <laughs> like the line. What? The line has crossed him up. <laughs> it's, his, it's his job. <laughs> what was that? What was the atmosphere like at the end? Like, I mean, it obviously sounds like it was very surreal. There was, sort of there was surreal a few, and, and there was a a few boos. Uh, it there was booing, yeah, there was booing, and booing. the players came over to applaud the fans. And Arteta came on. I don't like seeing a manager on the pitch ever. I don't understand this trend for managers wandering around the pitch, shaking hands and back slapping everyone. Stay on the mm. touchline. That's always where you should belong. I don't. He came all the way over to us, clapping us. I thought, what? Listen, mate, you have really got some. You've got to sort this out because, honestly, this is the worst situation yeah. that ever was under Wenger and it ever was under Emery. And mm-hmm. really, you've used up the goodwill and stop clapping and going on about it. Just get the team playing. Well, I've had a few movies with a few Arsenal fans and they've gone, <laughs> we're, we're, we're too good to go down, we won't go down, we're the Arsenal. I said, what? How many games do we have to lose for you to sink in? I said to you, you was the same person who said Leicester would never win the league, but they did. <laughs> So don't say we're too mm. good to go down because actually, we are not good at all. It looks so. Still... What's that? I was going to say, what's that running? So Southampton, Everton, Chelsea. Yeah, that's our and next then, three. Uh, the next three uh, league games, and yeah. in the middle of it all, we've got a Manchester City uh, in the League Cup. I mean, Arteta was saying, "Oh, the form's not so. It's been really good in the Carabao Cup and the Europa League. <laughs> we just need to transfer that. Just, don't try and spin it, mate. We we played Liverpool reserves and beat them on pens." And we played mm. Leicester reserves, who then that, in, and knocked them out, and then they came and beat us in the Premier League. That's more important. And you can't compare the Europa League opposition with the Premier League. This is a ridiculous flannel. Focus mm. on these matches and tr- try and get up the pitch and 
and score some goals. So we've got in the while we're talking about the Europa League, Benfica. Yes, which I yeah. have a funny yeah. feeling we'd get because of the Portuguese deli, the guy Luis there, he supports Benfica, and I said to him, We're gonna get your lot, we're gonna get it. and he said, No, we're gonna get your lot, and of course we did. So Yes, of course. Of course. Luckily he's a good man, so we won't <laughs> I think, fall out. I've, I think I've known you thirty years and that's the first time you've ever correctly predicted <laughs> oh, a draw. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well I'm off on a run now, I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> well you're, you're one in a row. Yeah, one in a row sends yeah. me a WhatsApp guy. Told ya. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh I knew it. <laughs> well, right, now gentlemen, do you want to play spot the commentary? Oh please. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? This is uh, this is the sound of Arsenal. Scoring goals. Uh, oh, feel a bit unusual. Is there a sound yeah. of a zeppelin flying over it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the sound of football in black and white. Okay, so are you ready? Here comes the first one. Yep. Uh, I like to know. Obviously, the score is usually mentioned. It's hard to find mm. a bit of commentary where the score <laughs> isn't mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interestingly. Uh, I don't think Balogun was mentioning them enough. But anyway, but if you can remember the game and when it happened or that sort of thing, let's see how you get on with this one. Now Arsenal played around the pressure. Now they've got a chance. And there's no flag here. Can Arsenal find something right at the death? Played back for Arshavin. 2-1. They've turned it round. Barcelona? Barcelona, yeah. Oliver Scott, straight oh, in. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver Scott, the t-shirt. Yes, the thing. full Ooh. celebration. It was Andre Shavin uh, scoring against uh, Barcelona in the Champions League on the 16th oh. of February 2011. Uh, and then we went over there and got absolutely <laughs> robbed. <laughs> But yeah, was that, that was, uh, was that Van Persie's being sent off for kicking the ball yeah, off? Yeah, Van Persie gone? went through, oh, took a shot, and uh, the ref came and yellow oh. carded him for wasting time. Even though the ball had bounced back, and even though they had another ball anyway, because they had a multi. Oh. No point seventeenth of a second between the whistle and Percy kicking it. Yeah, it was absolutely oh. shocking. That was awful. It was awful. Okay, so I'm going to now. This is a good one. Let's see if you remember this. Red by Hector Bellerin. Excellent play by the youngster who's got into the penalty area. He's got a man at the back post. Mesut Ozil saved by Neuer and put over the bar. I think it crossed the line. Yes, indeed. This is the decision that's been made. It was. It was a European night, that. Yes. Oh, but who did we play? Oh, was it? Was it Dortmund? No. Oh. So close. Bayern Munich. Bayern ah. Munich! Oh, he's pinched it! He's pinched it! Oh, it's like Munich. Michael McIntyre's the wheel. You were going to say Bayern Munich, but you said Dortmund. <laughs> oh, and you heard the commentator say Neuer. Ah, yes. oh, that did. was the clue. Uh, Hector Bellerin, a young Hector Bellerin, that was on uh, the 20th October 2015, a 2-0 oh. uh, home win against uh, Bayern Munich, and Meza Ozil got on the end oh. of a Bellerin cross, yes. and Neuer saved it, 
but he was behind the line. Behind the line, yeah. And uh, Ozil was convinced he'd, he'd scored, and, uh, and they were able to check it. Well, and he had. Yes. It was so, the assistant referee thing. The guy who used to stand. That's the first time we ever used any of those chaps. The guy used to stand well, behind the goal. Oh, the fifth official. The fifth official. Yeah, behind yeah. the goal. Was it? Yeah, it was official. Was it VAR? It was the fifth fifth official. First time yeah. we've ever. Normally, they used to just stand there, get cold, and die of hypothermia. But... Oh, they didn't want to get involved, did they? No. I mean, they no. wouldn't give anything. <laughs> I mean, apart, you've got to stand in front of the fans all night. <laughs> Perhaps you'd be less inclined. <laughs> in that game, also the goal, the first goal we scored uh, was by uh, Olivier Giroud. And he died, I don't know if you remember it, but he dived forward and the ball hit him on the arm accidentally. Mm. Um, he was going for the header and it rolled into the Bayern net. And that was a goal I'm pretty sure would have been ruled out Yeah. now. Yeah, oh, gotcha. Um, because it hit him on the arm. But there we are, Ollie. But still, Keith, there's time for you at least to get a <laughs> consolation, consolation goal. goal. Consolation on, goal. I'm going to have to I've set up this... Uh, this next one for you. This is, um, I like this one. This is, a good, this is oh, no, Paul, don't, you don't need to hear about oh. it. Don't need to hear any of the, the build up. Helps, date, helps us date it, Keith. Yeah, no, yeah, could be in Yeah, there. yeah, you'll, you'll soon, you'll immediately realise that this is not from 2015. <laughs> 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 but all the better for it, in my view. Sunderland. Petrovic. Sunderland again. Petrovic. Nicholas will retrieve. Good ball. Hollins. Sunderland. Oh, Petrovic with a chance. 2 0 Arsenal. Vladimir Petrovic. What a way to come back when your future's in doubt. Well, no, if it wasn't. No, I'm thinking of. No, we lost that two oh. one the semi final. So, oh no! Because if I'd have got this one, I was going to claim the away goals rule. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. You were there, mate. Oh. You were there. Oliver, I'm not sure what you were doing. You were in short trousers, I think. When I was the, well, can you give us the date? Can you give us the year? Uh, the Alan? date is the 12th of March, 1983. I had just turned 17. I was on the North Bank for this one. Um, packed, packed Highbury. Really big crowd for an FA Cup quarterfinal against... Wolverhampton. No, not Wolverhampton. I don't know if this makes for good listening. Oh, he's lo- he's looking is- very frustrated. Keith no. is looking very. Oh, very if I keep going, oh, oh, sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Uh, it was Vladimir Petrovic yeah. uh, scoring the second goal in what became a 2 0 win over Aston Villa. Villa uh, at the time, uh, they'd been champions two years before. They'd won the European Cup the season before. They had an excellent team. Uh, Peter With was the centre forward. They're various good players. But our first goal was made by Graham Ricks and Kenny Sansom and smashed in by Tony Woodcock. And then the last goal, that goal, was a passing move in the, around the final third that was more like a Wenger team than the old 
in the old days, uh, knocking it about, keeping possession. And Petrovic was a real magician, a fantastic player from uh, ye olde uh, Yugoslavia. And for, I don't know quite why it didn't really work for him. He played on the right-hand side. We needed someone there. And this kind of... He was a class He was only player. there for, it seemed yeah. like, five minutes, yeah. didn't he? But yeah. he had such talent. He was a, a player, really, that was made for... For our I saying, think, a yeah. little bit like, I suppose you might say, a bit like Hleb, that sort of a... He was a little bit ahead of his time for the team he was in. That's He was. For the yeah. first division in England, he was. Yeah. I think in Yugoslavia, it was probably normal to play like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember seeing his debut and he, he pinged this pass, and but none of the Arsenal players got onto it. And my dad said, that was a great pass. He just, he just said the rest of the team were not on the same wavelength as him. And he said he's clearly a class player. He had this way. He could dribble with the ball close to his feet and then he could suddenly divert a little pass into a gap without you being able to read what he was doing. It was the opposite of telegraphing it, mm. wasn't it? There was something, and I suppose you might say Santi Cazorla or even Danny Ceballos who did a couple of things like that in a game the other day, suddenly slipping it through a small gap. Um well, He was a wonderful footballer. That was perhaps his best moment in an Arsenal shirt, scoring that goal. Yeah, but so uh, it's a two 0 win for Oliver well, uh, Scott uh, yeah. and humiliation well, there for Dover. Oh, absolutely. I, I, well, I, yes, I would like to uh, resign now. I'm sorry, I've taken the commentary as oh. far as I could take it, and, uh, but without the support, the rest of the squad. Would it cheer you up to hear some? Uh, Teddy sharing him as a shitbag story. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, what about the guy who used to send in the anagrams that my wife made me? Get him on the. Yeah, well, he, yes. Uh, yeah, perhaps he will yeah. come back. Um, ha- hello, chaps. Uh, love the pod. This is from Lewis Douglas. I have a Teddy Sheringham story for you that actually happened yesterday. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, as a keen golfer, I was delighted to find the driving ranges reopening after the lockdown. I've collected my balls and walked around looking for a spare bay, when who do I see but Teddy Sheringham? Seeing a bay only three down from him, I would have to walk past him and could not avoid him. However, as is etiquette in golf, I waited for him to hit his shot before walking past. As I did, he duffed his shot into the section of stony gravel in front of him. (laughs) and proclaimed, ah, can't finish up like that. At this point, he noticed me and chirped, Oi, what are you fucking looking at? Give us another ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Scandal. (laughs) Startled by the petulant, childish reactions of what is a 54-year-old man, I complied and threw him one of the balls from my overflowing basket. And avoided all further eye contact. <laughs> I question whether some of the Sheringham stories were exaggerated, but I can confirm to you and all the other listeners that he is indeed a massive toss. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very, very, very enjoyable uh, Teddy Sheringham one. I've got one more Teddy Sheringham one. They keep, they come every week. Uh, I would love to read emails about any other players who are arseholes or indeed any other players who are particularly nice. My favourite one of those being the Mario Balotelli story about he met some kids in Manchester and uh, Manchester City fans and one of them was being bullied at school 
And so he said, I'll come into <laughs> school with you. And the kid turned up the next day or whenever it was with Mario Balotelli, Ooh. who, apart from being a huge celebrity, charismatic superstar footballer, is actually massive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he had his, some sort of shaven hairdo and probably looked pretty menacing as he wandered around the school looking for the bully. Anyway, I don't think that kid... Well done, <laughs> I don't Mario. think that kid had any more trouble after that. No. This is my absolute favourite story. Anyway... A little story for you. This is from Sam Belaska about the shit-stained Teddy Sheringham from when I was a kid. I went to private school in Harrow growing up and we often played footy against other big famous private schools. On this occasion, it was a private school that Teddy Sheringham's son went to. As we played the game, I stand in goal as a 13-year-old boy seeing a lonely, mysterious figure on the side. It is, in fact, Teddy Sheringham. Come full time, we are thrashed 4-0. And there's a big commotion as excitable 13-year-olds rush over to Teddy to say hello and speak to him. This is only encountered with what I can call the biggest shithousery I've ever seen to a bunch (laughs) of kids. Teddy grabs his son by the arm, ignores all of us and mutters, let's get out of here, this lot was shit. (laughs) Leaving a whole team of 13-year-old kids in complete shock, (laughs) tears and silence as he walks off to his black <laughs> Range Rover, never to be seen again. And uh, rather like the previous email, he decides to sign off. Uh, <laughs> and he hasn't gone for Massive Trotter. He's just gone with Wanker. <laughs> oh, <there he> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely marvellous. If we ever see you with a um, black very, eye, very I would surmise to say that I will go... You haven't bumped into Teddy Sheringham by any chance <laughs> in the green room or some you know, just walking down the street. And who should I see running towards me? <laughs> Teddy Sheringham. Well, I was going to say that. He could look us all up. He could have a, give us a good kick into it. <laughs> yeah, it it's, Teddy, it's just people sending in emails. It's not us personally. We just read, don't shoot the messenger, Terry. Yeah, don't shoot the messenger, Terry. We just... Remember how much you enjoy people talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had a few other things. Uh, there's one about, well, we've covered most of it. Someone sent me a list of things he thinks we should talk about. About Mikel Arteta, but we're still keeping our fingers crossed that he can, uh, he's learning on the job and he can turn things around. I did have an email from someone called Chris that just says in the subject line, Is it time to bring in Allardyce? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) One from Corey Green, who lives out in Canada and uh, got into our podcast and he'd never been interested in football before. Uh, it's turned into a bittersweet existence. You've turned me into an Arsenal fan at possibly the worst point in its history. Imagine how lovely it is to hear you guys reminisce about the Invincibles, the league titles, the Champions League, and you've just convinced me to jump on ship as the leaks are overtaking the bilge pumps. <laughs> <laughs> the sweet aspect? Well, you've introduced me to Keith, obviously. Oh, thank you, mate. <laughs> well, listen, if it all goes uh, south like it's going, we may well be joining you in Canada, so give us... We may well be joining if Tottenham are one win from the title, we will be oh. in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, oh. Each time I see the team sheet and watch us play, I can't help but think of, of General Melchit in Blackadder. <laughs> doing precisely what we've done 18 times before <laughs> is exactly the last thing they'll expect us to do this time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute 
<laughs> shambles. And then he's done a little uh, version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Turn it round, we're shite, guys. Maybe we could try a forward pass. Turn it round, we're shite, guys. At this rate, we look to finish last. And we need to win tonight. And we need it more than ever. But if we keep the same 11, we'll have to ditch our tetter. So that's... Uh, Very good. Uh, I'll promise I'll never yeah. email again. Thanks yeah. thanks for ruining my life, Corey in Vancouver. <laughs> And he says, do you have any merch? Can I contribute? I, I am nothing but freeloading scum. And I say, oh, don't worry about it, Corey. <laughs> we don't mind people listening. Oh, I was going to do, uh, before we clock off, I had quite a good spot the line-up I was going to do with you. Well, guess the line-up, Rob. Oh, okay. So, do you want to try Go this on, one? Oh, Let's yeah, do this on. one. Don't get Keith, disheartened, you can, Keith. No, you can, I barely yeah, remember Keith, you can come back. Name. Go on, do you reckon? I don't <laughs> think so. I don't know if you've least listened to pre I'm not very good at this. Well, this game uh, was from Sunday the 6th of May 2018. Oh, okay. um, and it was. <laughs> oh, I thought we meant eighteen twenty. <laughs> no, twenty eighteen. Eighteen twenty. Oh, thank you. Fascinating. This, this sort of panic in your face when someone is going to ask you a question. It's no wonder you don't like dealing with plod. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't even a question. I was just reading out the date. <laughs> oh, what? Eighteen? What? Hey? <laughs> The 6th of May 2018. (laughs) It was Arsene Wenger's last home game in which he gave a speech on the pitch and begging us and imploring us to support the players because they're a wonderful group of players and all the rest of it. And uh, we played Burnley. Yes, uh, yes. The score was 5-0 to Arsenal, to point out. I'm just wondering if you'd like to have a stab at the the, the first eleven, the team that played. That oh, oh, I'd like to have a stab at the eleven. Yeah, you go, you go, you go first. Go on, I'd um. definitely like a stab at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, who, who was in goal? Yeah, Keith? that's that's, oh, that's, that's an important position. This is a good start. Uh, <laughs> she, no. <laughs> It's guess the lineup. So really, just think of any Arsenal no. goalkeeper from the last three years. <laughs> Ospina was it? Ospina? Ospina was on the bench. Uh, Ospina was on the bench. Uh, well, if he was oh, on the so, bench, um, well, it'd be Petr Cech. Petr Cech. Cech. It must have been Petr Cech. Petr Cech. Cech. wearing the thirty-three shirt. Uh, back four. Do you want to have a stab Kuchel- at the back four? Kuchelny? Kuchelny? No, no Kuchelny. No. Monorail. Uh, Monreal was on the bench. <laughs> Hector Bellerin played. Hector Bellerin did play, uh, and and he made two assists in the game. Hector. So no, so no. Um, so the left back. So it wasn't Monreal. It wasn't Monreal. No, Murtasaka came off the bench. Oh yeah, he did. And again. and for a huge ovation, it was his final appearance at the Emirates. Uh, greatly loved the BFG. Uh, not least because of his epic performance in the previous se- season's cup oh. final against Diego Costa. So he came off the bench. He didn't start. I don't think you you might not get the centre-back Was it that pairing. Brazilian guy? Was it that Brazilian? Not Gabriel, no. Um, one of the centre-backs is English and he's still at the club. Chambers. Yes, right. Callum Chambers. He made way for Murtasaka on 77 minutes. The other centre-back is currently on loan in the Bundesliga. 
I've known in a Bundesliga. Ah, oh, this is marvellous. What you can't see, listener, is Keith, rather like a character from Dad's Army, is <laughs> mouthing the question after it's been asked. Oh, no, in the Bundesliga. Oh, Mavropanos. 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 Oliver God, Scott is on fire. Man, you're, God, you're smoking tonight. Mavropanos played centre back, and the left back, the left back was. Still at Give the club. Uh, oh, uh, Kolasinac. Kolasinac. So that was about Natch. four. Bellerin, yeah. Chambers, Mavropanos and Kolasinac. Four in midfield. Ozil. No Ozil. No Ozil. No Ozil. Not involved in this fixture. Maybe he had a bad back. Yeah. Quite often he had a bad back. <laughs> Sometimes he wouldn't play. He felt a little bit sad. <laughs> or he had a tummy ache. I mean, there were all signs of funny little reasons that he didn't play. So could it be could it be Cazorla or had he gone by then? Uh, not Cazorla, no. Uh, one of the midfield four is still at the club. Sanchez? No. Uh-huh. This is good. I thought if I picked terrible, one from 2018, I thought this would, oh, God. would be um, easier. One of the midfield four is still... So it's not Ozil. One of them is a massive um, see you next Tuesday. Oh, Xhaka. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite my favorite clue I've ever given. El Nenny? El Nenny? <laughs> no, not El Nenny. Um, uh, one of them is uh, is playing in the Premier League. Are we going to encounter him? Oh, Iwobi. 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 Uh, he played and he scored as well. And uh, another one was the absolute great white hope of English football and Arsenal for many Wilshire? years. Ramsey. Jack, little Jackie Wilshire. Little Jackie Wilshire. Uh, he played played very well, actually. Yeah. Wearing the 10 shirt, set up a goal. Uh, no and, uh, he was Walcott? Walcott? No Walcott. The, the next one is on loan currently in Serie A. Uh, Ramsey? No. No. Uh, uh... Ramsey came off the bench for Wilshire. On loan? On loan. He might drive past the Spanish steps on the way to work. Might be blessed by the Pope by accident. (laughs) Couldn't play in the Europa League final because of armed conflict on the border. Oh! (laughs) Ah! God! We're going for Man United. Um, Mkhitaryan. Yeah, Mkhitaryan. Oh, Mkhitaryan. So that was the midfield. Terrible. It won't be Jacker, Wilshire, and Mkhitaryan, and then to, uh, two strikers who got three goals between them on the day. Sanchez. No. Uh, Giroud. Giroud. No. Are any of them still playing for us? Both of them. Oh. Yep. Lacazette. Yes. And? Oh. No, Aubameyang. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't it funny, this game, isn't it? I mean, it really is. Funny how we are. I don't know. I'm, I do wonder. Maybe listeners, you could email us and tell us, do you get these or not? Or is, it, is everyone just sitting there and going, uh, uh, 2018. 18, no. 20? What? Uh, is it Sanchez? Uh, Cazola? Uh, Brady? 
No, it's James. No, what they're doing is they're punching the wall. No, you stupid! You, they've already named the players about ten minutes before and this is finished. You know, I go, um, are you really an Arsenal fan? Danny Welbeck came off the bench um, ah, yeah. to replace Lacazette. Unused substitutes that haven't already been mentioned were were Mustafi. And Ainsley Maitland Niles, who uh, was a young player still at that time, he was wearing the number thirty shirt. Uh, Burnley had Pope in goal and Tarkovsky and Westwood. One or two of the team uh, won at Arsenal last night. Burnley's first win at Arsenal since nineteen seventy four. It's following on from Leicester's first win since nineteen seventy three and Villa's first win, a uh, Wolves' first win since seventy nine. It's been a grim. Who would you play Wednesday night, Alan? Time. Who would you who would you go right? Bang, team sheet's yours. Who would you play? I would well, I think I'd stick with Leno in goal, even though well, I'd we like have to play Martinez. Yeah. Um I would give Cedric a go. Yeah. Um at right back. I might be inclined to go to a a back three, actually. And it's tempting to put Cedric and uh Kieran Tierney either side of, of Gabriel. But the, I think the I think the Gabriel holding partnerships work quite well. So if you stay with a four and have Tierney, and then in midfield, now that uh is not there, there's an opportunity to put three in, and I would put El Nenny in, and then I'd let Maitland Niles and Sabias have a go yeah. in midfield. And then I would really like to see Enketia play. I'd quite like to see Reese Nelson play. I'd definitely have Balogun on the bench. I think I would I think I would mm. uh, drop Lacazette and I would drop Willian. Uh, mm. And Matt, mm. I think I would probably bring Pepe back in because um, his his suspension is yeah, over. Yeah, uh, his thing's done. I don't know That's whether that would do any better than the current mob. I don't know. Well, I think it, I think it would do. I think it'd send out a message because you know. These what if players... I had to, if I was picking a team that definitely would send out a message. Well, <laughs> listen, mate, there's a lot of people who would have you as manager at the moment. I'm, you know, you'll be up there as long as I yeah. could be at the training ground um, with a baseball bat and an alsatian. And um, yeah. anyway, we play them. We play Wednesday Southampton, uh, and then we play at the weekend against Everton. Uh, we shall return with the Tuesday club after those. Uh, two matches, and uh, yeah. we'll, who knows? We really we just yeah. got everything crossed because if we get two wins and it's all different, two defeats, and we are he's staring down the barrel of a gun, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, it oh, might yeah. be somebody else's transfer window. Uh, well, yes. Sadly, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, gents, oh. on that cheery right. note, cheers. <laughs> 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 Let's hope Sam Allardyce is not on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. See you later. See you.